welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi, welcome back to your favorite movie podcast, where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month. And I am, my uh, an attempt is made on my life each time. Uh, my name is Cindy. I'm Josh. He's the one who makes the attempt on my life. I do, through scary movies. Through fright, through my own gesticulations from screaming <laughs> from... Yeah, it's quite a quite a ride. Join us, won't you? This month we are doing, we're starting with... Um, the new month of, what are we calling it, father-son films? Yeah, we're doing a Father's Day thing. So we did The Fly mm-hmm. last week, and that was directed by David Cronenberg. And then this week we're doing a film by his son, Brandon Cronenberg. Okay. So, and then we'll I follow it. I did not know it. Brandon Cronenberg, what, Brandon was a thing. We'll follow it with a father-son duo to the last two weeks of the month as well. Okay. What we got? Spoilers. Um, so, when choosing a film for Brandon Cronenberg, there was only two. Um, here's his first film, and then there's his newest film. All right. And they're like eight years apart. <laughs> um, he only has the two? His newer film, his newest film, uh, is, I honestly believe, the better of the two. So, is that what we're going to be watching? Uh, we're not, because okay. there's a very graphic child death in that. Thank you. So, I decided to go with a movie that's grosser, <laughs> but no children die. <laughs> All right. Uh, so welcome Thank you. to Antiviral. And, okay. When did this movie come out? This movie came out in 2012. I feel... Okay, let's talk. But I feel like I remember this movie, but maybe I don't. Maybe just from us talking about, you know, what we're doing this month. All right, let, let's break this down. Yeah, I would be really impressed <sighs> if you had somehow seen this movie. No, no, no. Not, I would not have seen but like, oh, I remember the trailer for that. Like, this it's movie was not like it was a huge, like world shattering event. In okay, but what was the world like in 2012, Josh? Well, let me tell you, I off the top of my head, before I even look at the list of things I wrote down, I can say that it was the year that everyone thought the world was going to end mm-hmm. because the Mayan calendar ended, and people were like, the Mayans had the inside track on when the world would end. Well, so clearly it'll be in 2012. People forgot that, that we ended the Mayan world, so they didn't That's have time to make any more. Yeah, they couldn't make any more. Yep. Okay. He was actually just finished the 2012 calendar when a conquistador shot him in the head. <laughs> this is, oh. I feel like somewhere someone's going to get mad about that joke. It's not not wrong. And uh, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, but 20, 2012 is the year that after 246 years... The Encyclopedia Britannica discontinued its print edition. Yep. That is a good thing. I remember not too long after that, um, I bought a, no, like almost immediately after this, I should say, I bought a big glass set of student dictionaries because they were really cheap. And they were still in their box as of last year when I was like, oh, I forgot about these. And I bet I got them because it was so cheap because they just stopped printing them. Mm. One of the good things. Never used them. There's a lot of bad things, but being able to research everything without having to like dive into like books that are super expensive is really nice. Yes. So there's that. Not nice. Is 2012 is the year that Vladimir Putin was elected the president of Russia. Uh, he served, I believe, one term, and we never heard from him again. Right, yeah. Right? In that same world where, like, in that timeline. Gore won the election. and 
than Hillary. And, uh, nope, still in charge of Russia, still yeah. being a great big bag of shit. Yep. Vladimir Rootin' Tootin' Rootin Putin. Tootin Putin. Uh, that was the year of the Aurora, Colorado Dark Knight Rises shooting. Okay, yeah. And All we, right, the movie theater shooting. We then promptly did nothing. guns. Did nothing. And didn't have any shootings after that. Did nothing. We did nothing. We did nothing. I'm just trying to will us into the proper uh, multiverse where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, the Summer Olympics were held in London. Okay. Which we were actually we were, just talking about I was that, just going to say, we weird, were talking about the, right? that's one of my favorite uh, Olympic openings. Which is weird because you brought Don't up mind. the 007, James Bond thing, and I was like the Mr. Bean thing. And normally it would be the other yeah. way around. Mm-hmm. But I like it for all yeah. those reasons. It was just, that's what mm-hmm. we were talking about. The Curiosity rover landed on Mars. Yes. Which is the saddest thing ever. Because it stopped working what? No, it's still running. Uh, okay. No, it's the thing, the fact about how like every year on its birthday it stops and plays itself happy birthday. Oh, the yeah. dead of Mars alone that is a little sad it's like some wally sad shit <laughs> um, hurricane sandy happened yeah um obama got reelected. Mm-hmm. and how weirdly uh mirrored to now is this what that was when the sandy hook elementary school shooting happened mm-hmm. this is hard this so there you go That's yeah 2012 in a nutshell um, I was working at Presley Ridge, I think, in 2012. Okay. I think I was just had started working there very recently. Okay. Uh, dep- what month of 2012 do we know? Did you write that down by any chance? Um, it was, okay, the debut was in May. Okay. Uh, by 2012, so May would have been my youngest's second birthday. That's pretty fun. Uh, twenty twelve was the year that uh, the boy's father and I were like, "We need a divorce. We're going to end up hating each other." So it was like, "Well, we celebrated our ten year anniversary," and then it was like, "And the divorce yeah, didn't we, really we, stop that from happening." <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you just get to hate each other from different houses in more passive aggressive means. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smile. Yay. Uh, people that we lost that year, speaking of downbeat shit. Okay. Uh, that was the year that we lost Whitney Houston, Ben Gazzara, Mike Wallace, Dick Clark, Ray Bradbury, Andy Griffith, Ernest Borgnine, Phyllis Diller, Neil Armstrong, Charles Durning, and Michael Clark Duncan. Wow. Oh, wow. I forgot all about Michael. Cl- I forgot Michael Clark Duncan was not alive. I thought you could be like, I forgot Michael Clark no. Duncan was a thing. I know exactly who he is like, and what like TV shows that? he almost was in and movies he was in. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, I just haven't seen him in a while. I forgot he had passed on. He Indeed, he has. Um, so antiviral. I all went right. with the, because this is one of those movies that like had a debut at like a film festival okay. and it got weirdly like rolled out in different countries at different times so for the purposes of our show i'm doing the debut okay and it debuted at the Cannes film festival on may 19th 2012 <laughs> that is my youngest's second birthday yeah and <laughs> that then is to the day it got rolled out across the world over the next two years in various platforms and dvds and whatnot this was right before streaming so yeah yeah the streaming was a very new thing at this time mm-hmm. uh it is written and directed like we said by brandon Cronenberg, who would later do possessor okay we are not watching that thank you that movie 
movie is fucking awesome, though. Well, uh, I may never know. Highly, highly recommend if you've never seen it. Uh, the lead of this film is Caleb Landry Jones. What would I know him from? Uh, he plays Sid Marsh. Or Marsh. Sorry, Sid Marsh. Uh, you would know him from, he's the brother in Get Out, who does like the weird karate shit. Okay. Uh, he was in X-Men First Class, where he played Banshee. He's in three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, where he gets the shit beat out of him. Oh, and okay. And he was a tweaking drug addict in Twin Peaks Season 3. All right, so I'll probably know his face. He'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Okay. Uh, Sarah Gaddon is Hannah Geist. She would work with the Papa Cronenberg a fair amount after this. Okay. It's weirdly like she has her entry to the Cronenberg verse, is what we're going to call it, <laughs> with uh, Brandon, and then goes on to do Cosmopolis, A Dangerous Method, and Maps to the Stars after this with David Cronenberg. Um, and she's also in Dracula Untold. I've not movie seen that one. That I've got to say twice recently, which is weird because no one saw it. No. Um, not familiar with that one. And I like Dracula stuff. It's not a good Dracula movie. That's probably why I didn't see it. Oh, how about someone that we have hanging on the wall right now? Oh. Malcolm McDowell. Oh, a Clockwork Orange poster. Hi. Yeah. Dr. Abendroff. Mm-hmm. A Clockwork Orange. A movie that, uh... I get why people don't like. I yeah, uh, I do too. Uh, uh, I do like it, and I when people are like, I can't do it. I'm like, I get it. I first was introduced to that movie when friends of mine in high school went through like their LSD phase, yeah. and we watched The Wall and A Clockwork Orange a lot. I read it before I saw it. Okay. Um, I was in like fifth or sixth grade when you read that, and. <laughs> My friend Tony Barr. I mean, Barr, that checks, but good God, man. R.I.P. Tony Barr read it and then was like, here, read this. And then I read it and I was like, dude, that's fucked up. Why would you have me read that? And he's like, so we someone, can else, watch someone else could have read it and we could talk about it. And I was like, cool. But and then also. We ended up watching the movie after that. All right. So I've not read that yeah. book. And then he's in a movie that is Cindy's favorite movie that she's never seen. Uh, time after time. Time after time. Legit. I think everyone that I've mentioned time after time in front of you, they've mm-hmm. been like, oh, yeah, Cindy would love the shit out of that movie. Okay. Like, Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells, who goes forward to in. 1980s Los Angeles in. to try to catch Jack the Ripper, but also falls in love. Oh, <laughs> it's I would love that a movie. A really fun movie. That sounds fabulous. Uh, he's in Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, which is less fabulous. But? Um, a movie called If, okay. which is about a school shooting. Where the kids take over the school because the headmaster of a British school is a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then a movie called Oh Lucky Man, which may be my second favorite Malcolm McDowell movie. It is fucking insane. It is fucking insane. I'll just go leave it at that. All right. I know it's like three hours of batshit craziness. Um, and then lastly, I just want to uh, throw out Douglas Smith, uh, who plays Edward. He was in Big Little Lies, Big Love, and The Alienist. The Alienist? Yeah, The Alienist was a show about, that's what alienists are what they used to call like criminologists in like the 19th century. Oh, oh, we didn't know that. Okay. So it's a show about a group of people trying to solve a serial killer situation in like 1800s uh, New York. Okay. It was a fun show. Like halfway through, I just kind of lost steam and I was like, I don't really care but 
It's definitely something your mom would like. Okay, that's she's never seen it. Like she would definitely like it. Okay. So, and that that's in a nutshell. That's antiviral. So here we are. Here we are. Um, it is not rated. It is one hour and forty eight minutes long. Nice. Wait. 48? 48. So you take the credits out. All right. 43, 42, something like that. Yeah. He's on the poster, so you probably recognize him from the poster. Okay. Well, this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original movie poster, and I try to tell you the plot of the movie. Good luck. And type, oh, yeah. He almost looks looks like powder. He is... um, He's a very white person. Um, He's a ginger. I was going to say it's not powder because he has freckles. So it looks like there is a girl in like a tanning bed. Or or is it like an embryo type thing? Ballsy, audacious, and original. Offers a science fiction concept, a film noir vibe, and a horror flick soul. Hmm. I'm going to say this is a guy who somehow falls in love with a girl it's like a boy in the plastic bubble type situation but like maybe he becomes obsessed with her and she can't exactly get away that's what i'm gonna say it's boy in the plastic bubble meets like a stalker movie you should have anthony do his boy in the plastic bubble impression for you sometime rude okay anyway he does the impression of john travolta whenever the horse jumps over the bubble and he goes yeah (laughs) okay I own that movie. Whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, this movie is on AMC Plus if you have it. I don't think it's on Shutter though. Um, you can rent it. I'm probably just going to rent it. I don't own this movie. All right. I probably will. Like, is this a fucked up horror movie? Yes. Is this a movie that I, I like? Yeah. Do I like it enough to buy it? Yeah, probably Okay. Not. That was my next Because like, yeah. I'll never watch it enough to warrant owning it, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, so, woo. Unlike Possessor. So we're going to watch this. Um, probably not with the, uh, no, the 75-year-old. Not, not with, okay, good. All right, well. Even though I hold that your 16-year-old would probably really like this movie. Mm, all right, well, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Ah. Fame. Glamour. Perfection. What if you could find it all at the tip of a needle? Here at the Lucas Clinic, we strive to bring you closer to celebrity than ever before. With samples drawn directly from the source, you can be connected in ways you never imagined. Do you not agree that the mania surrounding celebrity is reaching an unhealthy level? No, I don't. My clients want to feel more connected to those people that they see in the magazines and on television. Enjoy. So far, I've had all her diseases. (laughs) Must have been expensive. Is there any way you could spread it? (laughs) What happened to Anna, guys? Pretty shocking. Have you started bleeding yet? Bleeding? From your mouth. I don't know, 
understand how this isn't considered cannibalism. You become involved in something sinister. We watched something. We watched, we watched antiviral. We watched a. We sure did. Movie. Like father, Whoa. like son. This uh, was, is this what you would call body horror? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because it was very like. Oh, this uh, is very needles. much a lot of very, needles. Very much what I call body horror. Um, a lot of the needle work. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We watched Brandon Cronenberg's antiviral and boy oh boy did the up close shots of needles which were real going into skin which was real gross fuck cindy up sure did i did not like that <laughs> at all how did i sleep did i do all right was, was better, there a lot of screaming better than me oh okay who had to pee and had a hard time falling back asleep uh this movie was so weird it, it starts you out. There's very little exposition. You need to catch up. Like, you need... It's, you hit the ground running. And you just need to kind of... You're, you have to hold on to the ride. Yeah, and it, it drops and you trust, into the world. Yeah, and just trust that everything will be explained. You don't need to... Just just let it go. You is know what I mean? explained, though? No. Uh, yeah. A lot of it is. We're not explained how the people became famous. They just are famous. Well... They hint that some of it's like sex tape stuff. Right. Like Kardashian. Kardashian, yeah. Anyway. Ugh. Let's do this. What yeah. is the plot of this strange, strange movie? Um, in a few in the future, people are so obsessed with celebrities that they um so that they that they are able to buy like cells of the celebrities and different like colds and things that they get like so if oh kim kardashian got um like a bruise they would be able to like extract cells from that be able to give everybody else like that bruise you know or whatever mm-hmm. or rash i guess is a better way to put it and it's about a company that works for that um that works to do that and es- and it's about like espionage at that level Right, you know, at, when those are the things that are at stake, are the diseases and skin flakes of celebrities. Yes, uh, IMDb has in a blackly satirical near future, a thriving industry sells celebrity illnesses to their obsessed fans. Employee Sid March, which is Caleb Landry Jones, oh, yeah. attempts no, to okay. exploit the systems. Uh, uh, attempts to exploit the system backfire when they involve him in a potentially deadly mystery. Yeah. What? What? That mystery is his imminent death from a crazy genetically manufactured virus that right is going to kill the because the celebrity has celebrity um, like it, this one company has exclusivity on her. So another company creates a virus that will kill her so that they can buy her afterlife rights. No, they, they the afterlife rights come as a result of his, it's his idea. salesmanship. They created the virus to kill her. 
because where it was genetically modified and created by them, then it wasn't started in her body. So they could. she doesn't own the rights to her illness. Right. They do. That it's a weird it, yeah. loophole, which oh. is fucking insane. This movie is insane. We're almost um, there. We're almost there. I would disagree in one regard. What's that? That we're not um, almost there? This celebrity status thing mm-hmm. that, you know, and let me tell you, the different celebrity um, industries in this movie, we focus on like the one that's about celebrity illnesses. Right. There, but there are, are several. Yeah. Um, that are all disturbing. Like there's the meat industry. Yeah. The meat industry is my favorite. Yeah. It's and the fact that I wish this movie would have focused on that more. So, um, you know, we now literally in 2022, we can, you, they can grow meat in the, you know, they can grow meat out of like on a scientific level. So it doesn't have to yeah. come from, so they make, <laughs> They make the meat of these famous people that you can buy. Yeah, they just grow muscle and skin cells of like of that celebrities, and then people eat them. Yep, they sure do. And then they even discuss like how it's not cannibalism, but it's right on the line because mm-hmm. it was never actually a living thing. It was just a a duplication of something that right. was once a living thing that was human. Right. So that's a whole thing. There's the. It, that um, was pretty foul. There's the industry of the virtual versions of the celebrities right. that are trapped inside a television and being tortured. Right. That you get to jerk off to, I'm guessing. Like, yeah, it's like porn. Um, so that's a thing. And then ultimately the, the pinnacle of this thing is the combination of all of these industries in the afterlife program that comes about at the end of the film, spoiler alert, oh, where yeah. Sid March takes Hannah Geist's dead body. Oh, remember the doc? You, they can get patches of their skin yeah. on their skin. Malcolm McDowell has oh, grass of forgot celebrity about that. skin on his arm so he can like rub them. So he has a patch of each celebrity. And he even mentions like he doesn't believe in God, but he believes in celebrity. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I think in 2012 when this movie came out, it had it dead to right as where our culture was going with like the Kardashians and just coming out of um, Paris Hilton and that whole thing and Britney Spears and people were like literally becoming super famous for doing nothing or the bare minimum. Right. And they are having these massive cult followings. Yeah. Um, where people were like, I want to dress like you. I want to look like you. I want to smell like you. Remember there used to be that MTV show where you could, they would, I want to look like it. I want to look like, yeah. ugh. And and they would have plastic surgery and and makeovers mm-hmm. to look like their favorite celebrities. Exactly. Imagine if someone did like Steve Gutenberg in like '88, <laughs> and like he like dropped off the face of the planet. You're like, well, I look like him. Uh, now here's the thing I'm getting to though. All right. About this movie and where it, the one thing it got wrong for 2012, it's pretty on course, but now. Mm-hmm. This level of insanity still exists, but the celebrity has changed. We live in an era where it's not the movie star, it's the politician. Yeah. That is the celebrity now, which is fucking bananas to me. Yeah. And you really saw this with the cult of personality that came about with Obama. When Obama was running for office and people were like, I want to be just like him. I love him so much. Like people started hyper identifying with a public servant. 
Yeah. And then it went to its logical and terrible mm. conclusion with his pre- with, <laughs> with Trump. With he who followed. Yeah. Uh, with Trump and all the Trumpkins. Um, where I, I honestly believe that people would, in some parts, in the state especially, would eat Trump meat and they would use it like in church as like a communal wafer. Yeah, literally body of my body. Yeah. That's that's where we're at right now. Like the Kardashians aren't nearly as popular. Like Paris Hilton just runs her shit. No one ever really hears her anymore. She's not really a celebrity so much as she's a business person. Like we don't have massive actor celebrities on the scale that we used to i don't know people are still really i mean the whole kardashian thing hasn't exactly gone away no but they're just one of what used to be many yeah like we used to have so many reality stars not just reality stars like the 80s and 90s there were movie stars out the ass Mm -hmm. and then that's slowly fallen away where it's now like a smaller pool the property's almost bigger than well, I would say is almost the property is bigger than the person, right? It's not Robert Downey Jr. It's Iron Man, right? Right. It's, yeah. It's Marvel. I get it's what you're Star saying. Wars. It's not the actors that played these characters. Yeah, I understand. I get what you're saying. Right. Like we've gone from the original Star Wars coming out and Harrison Ford being a fucking icon, to now Star Wars movies come out and it's about the character and even the not real characters like. Little Grogu, Grogu. Yoda yeah. is the biggest Star Wars character that's come out in the past few years, and he's not even real. <laughs> he's not. What do you mean? He's not real. Like there is no little baby Yoda, Grogu character. He's a puppet. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I thought like I missed something in the. Okay, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. he is a he's a he's a puppet. No, I get that. <laughs> like sorry. Animatronic. So yeah, it's this. That's almost weirder and more disconcerting to me the politicians is the idea that it's like we would go down this road of like eating celebrities and worshiping celebrities and injecting ourselves with like the same and this is honestly like the more i think about it the more it's true like trump downplayed covid and got it yeah his followers ended up getting it, many from, like, his events, just like him. Right. It's good enough for him. It's good enough for me. Like, if it didn't kill him, I'll kill me. Right. Like, that's where we're at. It's wild. And it's really fucked up. It's weird living um, in, living through the fall of democracy. Sure is weird. Awkward. But here we are. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the more I think about this... In the context of this movie. The sadder you get. The more it's like, it got stuff weirdly super right and weirdly super wrong. Right? Like, who would have thought that the eating celebrity flesh and having virtual celebrities, NFTs and whatnot. um, That would be like a real thing. One, like sharing communicable illnesses with celebrities would be the parts that it got right. The type of celebrity is the thing it would have got is wrong. They got wrong is insane to me, right? Like that was that, that's where the mess. That's where the mess up was. Like people aren't. There's no way we, that you. There's no way you can predict that people were going to become obsessed with politicians, and 
people who politi- people who are in the political game, let's say, you know, like our Joe Rogans and things like that. Yeah, it's anyone that's whose politics or politics adjacent are the, the these cultural zeitgeist celebrities right now. Yeah. And I think it's because we are at such a pivot point. Like everything is unstable right now. Yeah. Right. America after June is going to look very different than right now. Uh, there's like 30 things on the Supreme Court docket that have to be done by June 30th. And they're pretty big. So the fact that we haven't heard anything, I think, is worrisome. So it's going to be interesting what our country looks like July 1st versus what's today? June 7th? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's just what's coming. Look at what's already happened. Right? Yeah. We had COVID, mm-hmm. which triggered the economy essentially stopped. Yep. Our gas prices are... And what used to be inflation is out of control yeah. as a result, uh, which is not being helped by Russia invading Ukraine and destabilizing markets across the world. Yeah. Like it's just it's the, it's a wild time when things are shaky and people aren't sure of anything. It's, yeah. Right. People will turn to anyone and rely on anyone who says they have the answer, whether the answer is Donald Trump or right or wrong. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you one better. Uh, the Great Depression, housing market crash, foods in short supply. Two people said they had the answer to fix it. And one was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was FDR. And they had very different answers on how to fix this issue. Yeah. But they. Y- you think? But. They both developed a cult of personality around them. Yeah. Because they were going to just fix one, it. Yeah. They were going to make everything safe and normal again. And really, that's what politics is all about. And that's what celebrity is all about. Like, people want reassurance. Right? They want something to believe in. And they want the, something to believe in. They also want something that's bigger than themselves. Like, celebrity is like religion in that yeah people want something bigger than themselves yeah if it's get them to make them forget their own shitty life for a while if it's god or if it's tom cruise clinging to the side of an airplane he's 20 feet tall (laughs) he's dangling on the side of that plane like that's what people want yep and that's what this movie is all about and it is gross and i do i do wish like this movie would have been from the perspective of like the people making meat (laughs) (laughs) rather than the people like growing viruses do you have any that's more interesting there's really not a whole lot of trivia or anything with this movie it it is what it is and it lays it out very clearly it just takes like you really do have to just kind of as it's going trust that things will be explained Mm -hmm. just pay attention and Everything unfolds. All the confusion, things kind of tie back together. Yeah. And that's what makes it an interesting movie. Um, the topic and how it's put out is what makes it a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I will say Brandon Cronenberg's films feel a little colder than David Cronenberg's films. Okay. Like they, they play in the same playground, except Cron- David Cronenberg's films feel like they have more friends. If you know what I mean? Like... They feel a little more 
accessible. Okay. A little warmer at times. Like people have human emotions in David Cronenberg movies. Gotcha. Okay. Like The Fly. We mm-hmm. just it's the one we just watched, right? But I'm thinking about like up until there is the moment where the fly shit starts happening. You have a warm, caring relationship between two people. Yeah. The, and that is, I think, a generational thing. Because David Cronenberg grew up in the 50s and 60s, and he is reflecting human emotions that he saw. Right. <laughs> and you're saying his son Brandon, did not see such... Brandon grew up in a much colder clinical world. Yeah. His observations are different. And darker. Mm, very much so. Um, between this and Possessor, which is even fucking darker than this movie. So what are we watching next week? We've done Papa Cronenberg and Baby Cronenberg. So who are we moving to now? We're doing The Bavas. The Bavas. Okay. Who are they? Mario and Lamberto. Who are we going to start with? Daddy Bava. Mario Bava. All right. What are we watching? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm dragging teeth. He's leading me through this. Uh, so next week we're going to do Mario Bava's um, Blood and Black Lace. Okay. So, which I'm pretty pumped for. Uh, and then it'll lead us to, you'll probably be able to figure out what Lamberto Bava film if you're listening to this. Because there's one that stands above all others. All right. Um, what so. Do I get a year or... Like, oh, blood, you love for it. Blood and Black Lace? Yeah. It's 64, I think. Ooh, nice. So. Means it will not be as gross and chilling as to, as today's movie. No, mm-hmm. it will be a few months before we get back to anything on this scale. Of okay. Gross. I'll take that. <laughs> We're going to do gross shit, but it's going to be fun gross. Mm. Like, uh, Especially like, the month of July is going to be a lot of fun, gross. Okay. Do you want to tell us any more? Nope. Or okay, sure don't. All right. Well, until next week. I'm Josh, and I'm Cindy, and I'm still his girlfriend. Yay! Tune in next week for Mario Bava's Blood and Black Lace.